Hi everyone and welcome to episode number 7 of the Institute of You podcast. My name is Marion Tilly and I'm the creator and the host of this podcast. Every Tuesday I post a new episode to talk about career development and all things related. I draw from my personal experience in the tech company as well as my passion for developing people and for coaching. I'm sharing bits and pieces of my story every week, but you can find a longer story of how I found my purpose in the first episode. Last week was the first episode where I answered one question from you guys. If you are encountering a challenge at work or if you want more clarity on something specific, you can send me an email at hello at instituteofyou.org or use the form on the blog. So I talked to some of you uh, and one question came up about what to do when we feel overwhelmed. Last episode was about time management and tips to make time in our calendar for personal development. However, there are moments at work and even in life in general where this is not possible. Some times of the year are just busier and more chaotic than others. And it can be difficult to handle everything at the same time while maintaining a good health and a positive mindset. So today I'm going to discuss kind of the other side of the time management spectrum, if I can call it like that, which is specifically when things are, or at least seem, out of control. Judging by the title of the episode, you already know how I'm going to address this with mindfulness. Mindfulness is the state of being conscious of oneself and one's surroundings. It allows you to be aware of what's happening and how it makes you feel, and then take a decision. In a difficult period, it means you notice negative feelings. It can be feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, etc. And why you feel that way. So is it something at work? Is it someone specific? So you then know how to address it, which can then either change the situation or change the way it makes you feel. Before we dive in right into the tips and advice um, that you can apply to become more mindful, let me share with you a story already shared with you that two years ago I went through a moment where I realized I needed to do something for my own development. It was and it still is a journey with ups and downs. All the downs that I've encountered since and probably even before that, they are solely due to my lack of mindfulness and self-awareness. It still happens to this day, but I found that it's happening less and less. So it takes a lot of practice and you'll see as you apply some of the tips that I will share in this episode. Even after deciding I wanted to develop myself, which was in itself a very conscious decision, I still was not aware of a lot of things because I did not pay attention to them or I did not realize that they were important. For instance, I did not realize how much importance I was giving to people that I found useless at work. And I'm pretty sure that some of you can relate, if not all of you. I felt frustrated that some people were not taking their job seriously, but at the same time, I could not care less about what were they thinking about me. So why would I let these people impact my mood when clearly they couldn't give a damn, let's put it this way, about what I thought? And that's all that contradiction that, you know, as you develop mindfulness and you try to be grounded in the present, uh, you realize all of these things that you apply to yourself and that you necessarily don't apply to others and vice versa. Realizing that I was mindlessly judging people, because let's call it that way, it's uh, judging people about standards that they don't have for themselves, that I have for them, opened the door to even more self-awareness. 
I also realized that I did not always have to share what I was thinking about people because it would make me passive aggressive. And in the past, I did that and that actually backfired at me. So I had to learn how to be mindful in the way I was communicating, um, not come up to people and tell them they're useless because I probably would have done that in the past, but find ways to bring solutions rather than um, just point at the problem and wait for others to solve it for you. At the end of the day, you can only manage yourself and I can only manage myself. And you do that through self-awareness and mindfulness. Self-awareness through, you know, exploring what's your background, where you come from, your failures, your successes, your strength, your weaknesses, etc. So it requires a lot of work and self-reflection. The second one is through mindfulness, which obviously helps a lot with the self-awareness because you are grounded in the present and you see things for what they are, not what you think they are. So how do you become more mindful? There are a couple of things you can do. The first one is something we already talked about in this podcast, which is checking in with your head, your heart and your gut. Use your head to look at the situation with objectivity first. What are the facts? Then drop your awareness to your heart and look at the emotional aspect of the same situation. What do you feel? Then listen to your gut. It says something about the intuition, what feels right or wrong. I'm not going to go into details, but if you want to know more, you can listen to episode number two. The second tip, and that's probably the most important I've ever applied, and that's helped me countless times when I felt overwhelmed or where I felt like I couldn't control my emotions, is breathing mindfully. There is nothing that a deep breath can't solve. When you feel like you're losing control or control is already lost anyway, stop what you do and start counting your breath. Breathe in, one. Breathe out, two. Breathe in again, three. Breathe out, four. Etc. until ten. And then at ten, you go back to one. And you continue breathing in, one. Breathing out, two. Breathing in, three. Breathing out, four. Etc. You do that a couple of times. And you will see that it will ground you in the present. Focus on the air coming in and out of your body. Look at where it is. What's moving in your body? Is it your stomach? Is it your chest? Put a hand where it's moving so you can feel it. Nothing else will matter anymore than just the air coming in and out and the impact it has on your body. I've done that in meetings. I've done that at my desk. I was standing or sitting in a lot of different situations just to calm myself and also make the moment meaningful. If you are stuck in a meeting for two hours and you're not allowed to have your laptop and you're bored because the topic is not interesting but you still like physically have to be there, go to a bubble, a personal bubble for one minute or two so you can then reset your attention and be more grounded. Because you paid attention to the air coming in and out of your body, you will also start noticing people in the room, the space, the light, the color, how the floor feels like, how the chair feels like. You will start noticing how your environment is instead of just passing through it. Try to have an image, a metaphor that will help you go to that state. I use the image of the bubble, but for me what really worked is imagining that I was pressing 
the pause button and that people around me would stop. You know, like in those movies where um, the person that is being filmed is the only one moving and around everyone stopped. It helps me a lot taking a step back so that I can then take as much time as I want or as need to look around me. Find what works best for you and then stick to it because that'll be a lot easier to go back to it. So it's not the only thing I do with my breath. There is another thing that I do uh, that helps me being grounded and in the present. And that is once a day, I take a very, very deep breath, the deepest I can do to make this moment matter in my day. Because I don't know how many breaths we take during the day unconsciously, and thank God it's unconscious because we would only think about it all day long and we wouldn't sleep. But in this very moment, This is the deepest breath I took that makes it meaningful. The head, heart and gut exercise as well as these two breathing exercises are actually things I learned with meditation. Now, if you had met me three years ago, I would have been the last person you would say would do meditation. The good thing is that it means I'm not the same person I was three years ago because I learned a lot of things along the way. If you think that you're not the type of person who would do meditation, I strongly advise you to reconsider it and give meditation a try. It will help you find balance. It will help you notice emotions and then give you the space to handle them. Mindful people practice meditation on a regular basis. Now, uh, it doesn't mean that uh, we are all monks and we go to holistic center for like a half day unguided meditation. It means that we find time throughout the day to sit or lay down in a quiet space to reset our mind. For me, it only takes 10 minutes a day. I use the app Headspace. Now, Headspace is not free, but you can find a lot of resources on YouTube or the App Store where you can find free apps that will help you uh, get familiar with meditation and help you learn the skills uh, so that you can then grow your practice if you don't want to pay upfront for that. Another good way to develop mindfulness at work is through active listening. Too often conversations are basically two monologues. People talk because they want to share their opinion, share what they know, but then never listen back to the person that is in front of them. If you stop talking and start listening, uh, you don't interrupt people. You make eye contact and you don't let other things distract you like your phone or notifications on your laptop. And you look for the keywords they use It will make the conversation a lot more productive because it will remove misunderstandings. So how do you listen mindfully? So first, like I said, you listen for the keywords. What words is the person using? Because when you have the keywords in the conversation, you'll then be able to use them in questions if you need additional information. And instead of using your own vocabulary, which then maybe can be misunderstanding because Um, on certain concept, you might have a different definition than the person in front of you, you can use the words that they used to clarify something. When I feel overwhelmed, um, what I also use to calm myself and be more mindful of the situation is use a mantra or a motto. Now, I never used that in the past and it's not like I was looking for it. They kind of came to me rather than me searching for them. And those were sentences or words that I heard in the app Headspace. So the person talking about a specific topic that I needed and somehow there's one phrase that he said that stuck in my head. 
The one that I'm thinking about is something that I constantly repeated when I felt overwhelmed and frustrated, particularly, you know, when I felt frustrated with people at work. If that's even something that I wrote in a post-it and that I had under my, my monitor every day, so I could just really remind, be reminded of that. That motto is, patience rises inwardly, not outwardly. So whenever I felt like I was losing patience, I would repeat this, a bit like the breathing exercise. I would repeat this in my head a few times. I mean, enough for me to just calm down and realize that if I was feeling impatient, I could be the only one to stop feeling impatient. And certainly people around me were not going to help. Another great one that I used is repetition is important because repetition is a learning process. And I'm not just keeping repetition is a learning process, but the whole sentence. I repeat that every time I feel a bit lazy or I feel like there's something that I usually do can be, um, I don't know, yoga or going for a run. But really today, I really don't feel like doing it. I remind myself of the purpose of doing something regularly because repetition and doing something every day or every week is a learning process. And if I skip one day, I postpone that learning. Just pay attention to things that people say, things that you hear on TV, or if you read something that will then, you know, kind of strike a chord and be like, oh, that's something that I should probably start doing. That could, be, that could become a, a sentence you repeat to yourself whenever you need. So all these activities, the head, heart, gut exercise, breathing in, breathing out, meditation, looking around you, talking less and starting listening a bit more and finding a mantra, all of those activities will help you find peace in the moment. Because when we feel overwhelmed, we feel overwhelmed with the quantity of work, with the expectations of others, maybe of our own expectations of what we can or can't do. But when you focus again on the present, you will be able to see more clearly what is it that you have to do now, right now, in this very moment, rather than what you think you're going to have to do tomorrow because tomorrow you have loads of meetings. Those were the things that helped me go out of this situation and adopt a positive mindset, which then allowed me to be more proactive and apply the tips that I shared with you about time management last week. That's it for today. I hope you found it useful. Please share this episode with people around you that you know are not feeling good right now in their job because of the workload, the pressure. If you have any questions, you can contact me on Facebook through the Institute of You page or directly on the blog instituteofyou.org. I wish you a very good week with great mindful moments. Talk to you later.